0: I was walking around the corner one day and uh, overheard a conversation of a few people talking and um, I just thought, you know, gosh, gossip is such viral misery. What do people actually get out of it? And it made me think, you know, as a leader, as a dad, um, as a husband, that I've taken some bad shots in my life. But I want my kids to know, and I want people to know that I'm not a bad shooter, and it doesn't make me a bad human being. And I'm fixing my safeties, and I'm super glad to be here. And the lesson that I wanna talk about is something that I've learned about following the Blue Angels. And if you're not familiar with the United States Navy Blue Angels team, um, you can always Google that. but uh what i wanted to chat with you about today if you're listening and i really i just want to say from the bottom of my heart thank you first of all for turning it on um and i think you're really going to get something out of this and if you don't let me know but um it's about trust and transparency and i put a quote out recently and somebody had asked me a couple of questions about it i thought gosh you know wow i never looked at it that way and i just wanted to give him my response And the question was, you know, when you start to see that your team is losing trust and transparency, um, what are some of the things that I can do? And I put out a quote in response to it, which was the degree of trust that's felt by the members of a leadership team toward one another is a lot of times the greatest predictor of whether that team is going to be great or just merely good. I don't know if you had a chance to read Good to Great by Jim Collins. Uh, there's a lot of that, you know, type of talk in there. Um, but one of, the, one of the greatest quotes that I heard about trust and transparency in my career as a entrepreneur, as a leader, as a dad, um, as a businessman, is that trust might be a greater financial asset than money. Trust is the means and profit is the end. But in pursuit of the golden egg, too many times we sacrifice the goose. And there is an old adage that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. And I've even used that quote in one of my leadership training classes. But if you really, really want to make significant, lasting achievements, you need to go as a team. And this is something that I've struggled with my whole life until I came over To a wonderful team that allows me to be interdependent versus independent. I have been independent my whole life as an entrepreneur, um, as a businessman. You know, even though I had associates working for me, my vision was skewed a lot of times because I would just pull the trigger and make the decision. And so, these days, when you look at businesses, when you look at organizations, when you look at teams, families, church groups, doesn't matter, of all types, we're facing all kinds of complicated, unpredictable challenges. And then on top of that, you got high pressure stakes um, and low margin for error. Nobody wants you to make a mistake. So whether you're a small business, whether you're a large business, right, you're probably experiencing like unprecedented degrees of turnover, uh, post-pandemic, competition, uncertainty, other types of obstacles to achieving, you know, whatever your goals might be. And when you're in that type of <clears throat> sort of, you know, disruptive climate, um, collaboration, creativity, coordination, those are more critical than ever before. And To me, solid teamwork is really important to achieve anything of real significance because that's how I continue to grow and that's how I continue to stay out of the performance orientation box, which says you have everything to prove, but instead try the learning orientation box, which is doing everything to get better, to improve. And I will say the most important element for any high-performance teams is going to be trust, and in fact, you can't have an effective team. Um, you can never have a a great relationship, for that matter, without trust. Trust is not optional. It's it's uh, it's not a nice to have. Uh, nor is it something that can be delegated to to HR. You know, it's a core value that needs to be cultivated uh, as an essential component of every major. I don't know strategic initiative that the that your business is going to undertake. So I want to introduce you to um a story about the Blue Angels. And uh, and again, if this doesn't resonate with you, let me know, just tweet at me or hit me up on LinkedIn. But nowhere is this principle more evident than in the Blue Angels. And these are team members that basically operate in an extreme life or death environment, and we're talking about navy fire, uh, navy fighter pilots, right? Navy fighter pilots who have to apply and undergo a very competitive process in order to be considered for the Blue Angels. Like you can't even get on the team unless you put in two years before the assignment. Like it's literally a two-year assignment where pilots. Uh, travel almost 300 days a year, and they're literally flying air shows over 35 cities from mid March to mid November, six days a week for 11 and a half months out of the year. And I talk about this in my classes that when you have an engaged flight maneuver, these blue angels fly two to three feet apart at a speed of three to 400 miles per hour. And, and by the way, at a very low altitude and people are like, oh, they have autopilot and they have all these instruments that allow them to do these magic tricks and things like that. And I'm like, okay, contra- it, it's contrary to the common misperception that there are no digital instruments keeping the planes in positions. That's what people are saying, that the pilots are flying just based on some kind of autopilot. That's not true. These pilots, they're flying based on eye-hand coordination. In combination with amazing, like steely concentration, the assignment pushes the limits of human capability with absolutely little margin for error, requiring a lot of teamwork and unconditional trust. And here's the deal. The biggest factor in any business, any organization, any family, success or failure, arguably is going to reside with its leadership team. The degree of trust that is felt by the members of a leadership team toward one another, a lot of times is the greatest predictor of whether an organization is gonna be great or merely good. And this is certainly evident on the Blue Angels team, and this is certain certainly evident in my life right now because if I don't get better, I can't pay it forward for the team to get better. Like the question I have for you is what if your organization, what if your family, what if your business, what if your success depended on your teammates coming to work every single day willing to put their lives in your hands? Right? They it's they're depending upon you quite literally to keep alive. What would you do then? And what if this what, what if this were true not only in times of extreme crisis, but nearly every single day for 2 years? What like the, the question that came through um, very recently for me uh, when I had put out that quote was what does it take to build such high levels of trust? And I had a conversation recently with somebody that I admire so much, um, a senior leader. And um, it's, I, I think it's simple. And here's what I got out of it. In order to be trusted the leader needs to demonstrate that he or she is trustworthy. Whether you're in the air or on the ground, wingmen typically are asking five questions about their leader and the answers to these questions are going to determine their levels of trust. These questions can be grouped under the heading of five C's that leaders must ask themselves every single day. Number one, character. Number two, commitment. Number three, competence. Number four, connection. Number five, communication. The five C's, character, commitment, competence, connection, and communication. Character means, uh, do I walk my talk? Commitment means, does my team believe I'm going to be with them when times are rough and that I'm playing to win? Competence means, am I doing everything I can to constantly improve my skills and stay relevant? Connection means, does my team believe that I understand them? And by the way, if you would make a note, this is very different from asking whether the leader believes that he or she understands the team. And the last one, communication, <laughs> you know what I'm, You know where I'm going with this, right? Effective communication says what? Am I clear? Am I concise? Am I consistent? Am, and am I direct enough to be understood? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Don't nobody understand the words coming out of your mouth, Z. <laughs> That's what I get all the time. But listen, trust can be bought. It can't be demanded. And it cannot be coerced. It's a reward that is earned by leaders who demonstrate the five C's on a daily basis. The Blue Angels may be an extreme example of interdependence. But if you think about leading a high-performing team it requires interdependence. The very definition of team means people that think interdependently, meaning they depend on each other to come to a common goal. A group uh, group is uh, people who think independently, but trust is actually the stuff of which all relationships are composed. Every single team or every single client relationship can be improved with greater trust. My friends, without it, there can be absolutely no effective leadership, there can't be teamwork, and there certainly can be collaboration, or might I add, positive outcome that you're looking for. Think about fish. Like fish, which don't think about water until it's gone. You know what I'm saying? We don't think about the trust until it's gone. So when we do think about trust, it is usually in the context of damage control. There's a, a, a book called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. I don't know if you've had a chance to read it. Uh, great book, by the way. Um, I blinked it and uh, also through Blinkist, as well as the audiobook. Um, it's the table group from 2002. But um, Patrick Lencioni identifies the absence of trust as the fundamental problem with teams that don't work well together. And when trust is not present, There is a fear of conflict and honest communication. And even if there is an 800-pound orange gorilla in the room, nobody is going to talk about it. Leaders, listen to me. Without honest communication, there is a lack of commitment and an avoidance of accountability. And that is what leads to team members ducking the responsibility to call their peers out on counterproductive behavior, which results in very low standards. And finally, an inattention, um, what am I trying to say? They're not paying attention to results, right? And and as team members start to focus on personal status and ego, so big, an ego so big, you can't even fit through the door. That's how big your head is, rather than success of the team. So, the just to kind of conclude things here if you want to cultivate trust from the very beginning from scratch i don't know what the magic solution is going to be what but let me ask you this what if trust doesn't already exist in an organization like in a business in your family right now how can we how can we cultivate it and what i'm finding is that the answer can be found in the counterpart to trust which is transparency. In order for every single member of an organization to trust their leadership, they have to have some visibility into decisions as they're being made and into the reasoning behind them. Man, I wish I could share with you some of the things that my director and my senior leader uh, do to show themselves as being transparent But I want to protect their privacy, but man, they do such a bang-up job of it. And, you know, it takes an open two-way dialogue, and they just are so transparent. And if you go back to the Blue Angels conversation that we have in the Blue Angels, there's actually a ritual that helps to build transparency each and every time the team flies a mission. The debrief, after each and every mission, the team regroups to candidly discuss the details, of exactly what happened on that particular mission. And if a mistake was made, or if anybody experienced a significant emotional event, it is critical that the team members communicate afterward, acknowledge it, and ensure it's not gonna happen again. And that principle holds true regardless of whether the mistake was made by a wingman or a leader. And unlike some forms of communication within the military, And I'm not just talking, you know, me representing the U.S. Army. I'm talking the debrief is conducted without regard for hierarchy. I've sat around a room with a major. I've sat around a room with a full bird. As a sergeant, as a specialist, as a private first class, it doesn't matter. There are, however, a few sacred ground rules. Doesn't matter. Ranks off. But the first is that the only people who are involved in the flight can be in the room. That's it. So, I think putting everybody in the room and then expecting you to call people out, especially when they were not there. So, if it's just one other person, you got to have a one-on-one. And the second is that whatever is shared in the room is offered and received in the spirit of betterment. The third is that all team members figuratively are going to take off their rank in the room. So, my director, my senior leader, the managers, doesn't matter in order to have completely honest communication and finally regardless of the uh you know the the content that is shared in that particular room every team member concludes with a simple reminder that it is a great honor and a great privilege to be a part of a team that shares such a high level of commitment to excellence and that kind of real time feedback That is a mission critical to building trust within the Blue Angels. That can absolutely be applied to teams within organizations, within businesses, within church groups, within families. It doesn't matter what you got. But for fighter pilots, the stakes are life and death. They're operating in such an unforgiving environment, by the way, because there's no room for compromise. But within corporate environments, The same principles apply. People in the organization need to feel that their leaders value them enough to listen. I know my leader listens to me at any time. I am so comfortable saying what needs to be said without losing respect, without losing my humanity, without losing my dignity, you know what I mean? And that's important to me. It makes me become stronger in my leadership. And as part of that process, the other thing that I'll tell you is leaders need to be able to uh, be willing to accept feedback with humility. You know, like, I'm not getting better because, you know, uh, I'm just learning new knowledge every day. Yes, I'm in learning orientation, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting better because I'm receiving feedback. I'm asking for it. Man, I, I'm thirsty for it. And I want the feedback with humility. The truth is not always convenient, right? It's kind of like you get a cold splash of water in your face. It stings a little bit, but it dries up eventually. In fact, it can be, for me, sometimes downright painful to hear. And I've been in many situations where I'm like, oh, Lord, here I go. I'm, I'm just going to go sulk in the corner for two weeks because that's my personality. And by the way, I'm bringing two pints of Haagen-Dazs chocolate peanut butter ice cream with me. <laughs> But listen, depending on how the leader reacts to the truth, it's either going to make the organization stronger or it may be the last time they ever hear it again. I'll end with this. A culture of trust doesn't just happen on its own. It needs to be carefully cultivated and inherent in every single decision and activity. Trust, or should I say trustworthiness and transparency has to be the organization's dna it has to be the team's dna it has to be trust trustworthiness and transparency communication is the key it's the oil for the high trust engine you know what i mean f18 hornets they fly on trust they're doing 11 inch apart maneuvers belly to belly And the slightest misalignment can cause an accident. If communication doesn't happen frequently and effectively, the engine is going to run rough to the heat, it's gonna heat up, there's gonna be friction of constant misunderstandings. An organization that places a high priority on transparency and communication is going to be on the right path to cultivating trust, which is the greatest asset for success in turbulent times. Man, it feels good to get the toxic poison out of your body sometimes, you know, when things are bugging you. I highly recommend that you document your journey because someday, you know, when you're dead and gone, we have this one life. What legacy do you want to leave? Somebody asked me a question the other day, like, why do you do this? Why do you put out a podcast? Why do you blog? Why do you YouTube? Why do you rant on TikTok? Why do you do all this stuff? It's not to be famous. If it was, I promise you, <laughs> I wouldn't be working a full-time job. I'd be sitting somewhere on the beach in Bali, um, sipping, you know, whatever it is they sip out of a coconut where my sister lives. But it's because I want to leave a legacy. Someday, wouldn't it be nice when your kids can Google I wonder what mom and dad were like. I wonder what, you know, what about your kids' children and their children? And they they Google you, right? They're like, I wonder what grandpa was like. I wonder what grandmother was like. Well, there you go. You'll be able to listen to their voices, get a few leadership lessons, and be a good human being. Just remember this. You don't have to have all the answers and figure it all out, okay? It takes a team to do that. You don't have to have all the answers. It's okay to be transparent and tell people I don't have all the answers. But me and you, put together, we're going to figure this out. And that's how it gets done. Everybody takes a bad shot every once in a while, ladies and gentlemen. I take bad shots all the time, but it doesn't make me a bad shooter. And it certainly does not make me a bad human being. And I'll say the same thing for you. If somebody on your team is not rebounding, call them out. And when you call somebody out when they're not rebounding, Their answer is going to tell me everything I need to know about that person, meaning if they take it badly or they misunderstand or I need to say things like, hey, you need to grow up or be mature and uh, this is for your own good. They don't want to get better. That means the team's not going to get better. If your teammate says, I want to be better, they'll say, I'm fixing my safeties and I'm glad to be here. That means they want the team to be better. We can all be better and move forward. I hope this helps. Have a lovely day. Hey, do me a favor. If this brought any value to you, do me a favor. Hit me up on Twitter or LinkedIn and just let me know, okay? You can always DM me or just uh, share this with somebody that really needs it. Thanks, brothers and sisters. Love you all. Have a lovely day.